You're listening to Carl and Kenner's Hitting the Bar for your weekly football news, for all of your football views, and yes, that football banter. One a Tottenham supporter, the other an Arsenal supporter. All here on Carl and Kenner's Hitting the Bar. Welcome to Carl and Kenner's Hitting the Bar, a podcast with a difference, an Arsenal fan and a Tottenham fan sitting down in a civilised manner, gabbing about the beautiful game. Well, beautiful. Steve? Well, we are proving that the ugly side of football still really does exist. Yes, it does. We're a couple of charmers uh, and a couple of Faces for radio. Faces for radio. Lovely. Um, This show is brought to you, by the way, by our friends at Our Bar in the El Zocco Centre, Calahonda. What is situated on the Costa del Sol, not far from Marbella. Thank you to Our Bar. Uh, Also, uh, Stuart Hill's exclusive wines. Now, Stuart Hill is a brilliant company uh, that creates forums up and down... uh, Spain and the UK uh, for distributors to select fine wines, cigars, cheeses and whiskey. You can get all the details about them. Brilliant company. All the W's dot StuartHillUK.com. And also, uh, we are helped and sponsored by our friends at Taxi Point. Well, Steve, better get started. Lots to get through, really. A bit of a retro show today. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we'll, we'll, we'll have this as our retro episode. Now, last week, if you remember, we were talking about the Great Divide, great Arsenal and Spurs players that would combined make a brilliant first 11 plus five substitutes, all from 1975 onwards because we are young whippersnappers. Yeah, we wouldn't remember anything before then. Not, I've not remembered much after, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, who am I? But um, yeah, so we, we've been looking at... Um, those um, players that we think would have been a, a Tottenham and Arsenal combined eleven. Um, I've still, I've, you know, we're going to go for the, have a look at the substitutes, are we today? Um, well, let, let's let's go through our first eleven because we were yeah. going to dissect them and, and, and look a little bit further um, and a little bit deeper in, 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 into the players that we've selected. So uh, well, we started off. We agreed Pat Jennings in goal. Um, yep. Hands like shovels. Brilliant goalkeeper. Um, Literally would say with any part of his body, usually his feet. Yeah. And and to be fair, played for both teams. So, you know, there's played no for both teams. Uh, absolute legend at international level. Um, so, Pat Jennings in goal. No brainer. Not it's him, I mean the choice. Oh, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, right back. You see, this is where, what did we, what did we oh, come up with? What did we come up with? Perryman or Dixon we I, had, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we I, went with Perryman. Yeah, we, we did. did go with Steve Perryman. We did go with Steve Perryman. Yeah, he, he is a Spurs legend. You don't, you don't get... Um, uh, what was it? Over six and a half hundred appearances for Spurs with mm. by being a bad player. He was he no. was a brilliant, brilliant, no, an absolute ledge. Um, so Dixon, sorry, Lee, you know, could mm. be on the bench. Maybe we'll see that. Possibly, we'll possibly. I mean, you know, we, we've got five subs, so we've got to be a bit selective and a bit careful. Yeah, yeah. And then of course, um, Sol Campbell, <sighs> Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, fans, um, yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, last just before we actually, just uh, the question I wanted to ask in uh, last week's show. Do you think Campbell was a better player at Arsenal than he was at Tottenham, or the other way around? Because often, when you know we get, I mean, look a look at um, Torres when he left Liverpool to go to Chelsea, lost it completely. Probably you know burnt out. But did Campbell get better when he moved to Arsenal? I I think that without wishing to upset the Tottenham fans, so forgive me. I think he was in a better squad, which made him look a better player. Mm. He certainly had better defenders around him. He had more protection for, uh, in in midfield, you know. And that that's not knocking the Spurs side at the, at that particular time, 
But, you know, you only have to look at Arsenal's defence back then and their midfield. You know, there is a reason why they were winning titles. And a reason why he joined them. Yeah. I mean, t- tough decision. You know, I'm still, you know, not comfortable with him, to be honest. No, um, no. I, 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 fancied, show, I mean, I fancied Gary Mabber. I've got to be honest. I, I preferred Gary Mabber over, over Sol, Sol, yep. Sol Campbell. Um, because I just thought Mabber was a better defender, quite frankly. Well, for, uh, you know, I'm not going to argue with that. So we've got Jennings, we've got Perryman, we've got Mabbott, Gary Mabbott, mm. um, mm. captain and legend, of course, of Tottenham, and yep. a great uh, great uh, ambassador for the club Indeed. Uh, still today. Then, you know, and I was going to go with Danny Rose. You're not convinced with Danny Rose. Who, who are we going to have instead? Uh, well, yeah, fullback, we still look, uh, fullback yeah. we've got to go. I, I think Ashley Cole, I said that last week. Yep, well, let's stick with that. I haven't you changed know, my mind in the days that have I uh, mean, gone. there's been some great left-backs, but, you know, Ashley Cole, for me... It was probably the finest left-back, certainly in my lifetime. Um, and, you know, I'm including Kenny Sansom in that, who was absolutely incredible as a, as a full-back. But, no, I've got to go with, uh, got to go with Ashley. Um, centre-half, second centre-half, Tony Adams. It just has to be. Um, for me, as an as a Arsenal fan, but not just as an Arsenal fan, as a football fan, I never really remember Bobby Moore playing during his pomp. But so for me, Tony Adams, overall, especially as he got older, was probably the finest centre-half I've pretty much ever seen anywhere. I, right. I, I can't think of a better centre-half. All right, well, I think that, you know, you don't get a better indictment than that. I mean, OK, we're going to go with, with him uh, as a centre-half. Moving on. Mm. Uh, what other positions are we looking at now? Midfield. Yeah, <laughs> Modric. Surely, Ooh, surely this, to is, this is this is really difficult because you know we've we've got forty five or nearly forty five years worth of player yeah. to choose from. And actually, both teams have had fantastic yeah. midfielders. I mean, over over the years, I mean, you know, Glenn what, Hoddle is another Glenn, one. Of course, Glenn, you know, would Modric usurp Glenn Hoddle? Um, I'm not so sure. I mean. Glenn Hoddle was just fantastic. Uh, by the way, he is recovering well. I spoke to a Wolves scout very recently who um, who spoke of, spoke very highly of Glenn Hoddle, and he is recovering. That's so good news. We actually. wish Glenn Hoddle well. Definitely, um, yes. Um, you know, England and Tottenham legend. Uh, absolutely, of legend. A Chelsea, a Swindon. Yeah, people forget. Yes, at Swindon as well. Yeah, by the way, yeah, you know, we do forget about that. Mon- Monaco as well. I mean, and Mon- yeah, yeah so look, you know, they could do with him now. Um, Indeed. So we're going to go with Hoddle over Modric. Well, would, would it, have you not got an Arsenal contender for for? Well, I think we've got to have a have a balance there, you know, because we could put Paul Gascoigne in there as well, of course. Yes, I was coming to him actually. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, how I, can you not have Paul Gascoigne oh, and Gary Lineker up front? By the way, yeah. in a combined Arsenal and Tottenham eleven, I'm. You know, Gascoigne, what a great player but he was for Tottenham. Career cut short, though, at Tottenham, really. Yeah, I mean, it has to be balanced. Um, it, it really does have to be balanced. Would, you know, would if you look at Gascoigne, would you put him, for instance, in the same side as Hoddle and Bergkamp? Could he fit? Could he function? I don't think he could. Um, and that's not an indictment of, of Gascoigne. He's, one of, again, one of the finest players I've ever seen. But he was so erratic mm. that... Shall we put him on the bench for now? Let's see if we uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I think yeah. Let's put him on the bench for now. Because um, I, I, I can. I mean, you know. This, yeah, I th- the, I think the shape of this team is a bit odd, of course, because you know we're just picking the best player in each position. Yeah. Can they play together? Yeah, would they, they've got would to, they be, have been I mean, able the, to play the, together. The, the defense, we know they can play together. But then looking across 
central midfield and, and left and right flank. Um, for instance, on the right, would you go Gareth Bale? Would he, Could he play? Oh, you know, he, hmm. Again, uh, yes, would Hoddle pass to him? Well, yeah, <laughs> precisely. Um, I think in the centre, you've got, you've got to look at maybe, if you're playing a 4-4-2, I think Hoddle's got to be there. I would sit Bergkamp just ahead of Hoddle, but then there's no steel in the middle. And that's the problem. Right. So there's no steel in the middle. If you've got Bergkamp sitting in front of Hoddle, in s- there's a weakness link- there. Linking up the midfield and, and the attack. So you either got to go Bergkamp in that position or possibly Vieira. Vieira, by the way, yes. Um, I was wondering when we were going to get to him because what mm. a, a great player. Uh, he was part of the Invincibles, of course. Um, let's stick him in there. I, th- I think let's so, yeah, j- just to add steel because Bergkamp, we can sit next, gonna next, get to, bu- the, yeah. next to the centre forward. They're going to get bullied stronger. otherwise. Yeah. Precisely. Um, so you need that bit of muscle and skill as well, by the way. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Gifted. You know, I mean, he's still got gifted. Not just uh, but, muscles. But then we, we've, we've got the left-hand side now to contend with. Now, could Liam Brady play on the left? Liam Brady could play anywhere. Um, so do, do we go with Brady? Well, that's... Uh, uh, you know, he hadn't actually... When I'm you know, looking at uh, through this, I hadn't actually thought about him. Mm. Um, obviously... Because you know, I was looking yeah. more at Tottenham players. Um, you know, you still got other. You know, you still got some. Um, Gilberto Silva, by the way. No, no, no. Czech Fabregas. No, no. Freddie Lundberg. Oh, I loved Freddie Lundberg, but would he make an all-time eleven between the two? Well, not an all-time eleven. An eleven over the last forty-five years oh. between the two sides. No. All right. So who are we going for the left then? <clears throat> That's a really tough one. Um, it is a tough one. I mean, the Tottenham wingers. You know, there's not a lot of. You got Waddle. It's Waddle, by the way. You know Waddle and Hoddle. Yeah, yeah. Was he that good? Was he good enough? I mean, for me, he was a great player. Yeah. Um, you know that team. Could you know around that I'm time? You know. You see, who would we put Brady, for instance, out on the right or out on the left? Bear in mind, he's left-footed, but he can play either side. Um, All right. If if you have Brady out on the right, there's an argument to put Bale out on the left. It sounds like a winning team to me. That, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of and skill got, there, but you've got those two crossing in, you know, crossing balls into into Kane and uh, Henri. Yeah. You know, by the way, we left one out. <laughs> I'm going to go for this. I'm going to wait for Deli Ali. Uh, is he? Is he? No. Has he been playing long enough? Is he good enough to make no. an all-time eleven? No, yet? no. Will he though? One day he must. No, surely. I don't think he will. Uh, I mean, you think, you, you think he starts to fade then? Uh, well, yeah, I'll. Uh, how how would Deli Ali? I mean, even in an all time, even in a Spurs eleven over the last fifty years, forty five years, just a Spurs eleven on their own. You know, would he get in ahead of Gascoigne? Would he get in ahead of Hoddle? You know, would would he get get a, get ahead of, of players such as that? Would you know, go Nicky Barnby for that matter? You know, mm-hmm. any, any any top quality midfielder? Would he get ahead of them? I'm not so sure. Not at the moment. No, well, all right. So there we have it. Then that's what we're looking for. The wings. We're leaving those guys on the bench. Up front. Oh, yeah. Up front. You see that? I've got to say. I mean, you, you, we've got a massive choice here. We've got Henri Wright, McDonald, Lineker, Kane, um, Sheringham. Sheringham. I, I loved Sheringham. Everybody, every Arsenal fan hated Teddy Sheringham, and for a good reason because he was for that good. Really good reason. But could you? Could you possibly? Okay. Sheringham or Bergkamp? Yep. 
Sheringham or Bergkamp? Which way are we going to go? Sheringham. Got to be. Ahead of Bergkamp? Got to be. Well, let's, I'll tell you what. Actually, Teddy Sheringham coming off the bench. Okay, yeah. Bergkamp getting injured. De- Teddy definite, Sheringham definite coming off the bench. Definitely for the bench. Sheringham with Bergkamp starting, but I, I would suggest if you haven't, if you're starting with Bergkamp, you've got to have Lineker next to him. Yes, definitely, definitely. Right, they've got a team. Uh, this is looking like a really balanced side. Yeah, it's a shame they're all from different ages. Yeah, um, you know, because that's the thing about Tottenham. We've had some great players, as yeah. have Arsenal, of course. Yeah. Some great players, but never at the same time. I mean, you've had Gascoigne and Lineker together, yeah. Hoddle and Waddle together, um, but sometimes in mm. in teams weaker possibly than that. You know the, the 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 individual was stronger than the sum. Actually, yeah. whatever no, that, that's that's been the case at Arsenal. I mean, if you look back in the seventies, um, late seventies, we had a really good side, but there were a lot of weaknesses there. I mean, we, we had Terry Neal in recently um, on the Saturday Sports Show, and you know he was managing the most amazing side. You know, it was Jennings in goal, Rice, Nelson, Talbot, O'Leary, Young, Brady, Sunderland, McDonald, Stapleton, and Ricks. Prior to Ricks, there was Hudson. Um, you know. But f- he had three or four absolutely outstanding players, but the rest uh, were, were a bit of a struggle. Um, to that, that, that the the quality of the really, really top class players they had were not enough to pull the rest of the team up, and and so Arsenal were finishing fifth, sixth, and seventh. You yeah. know, ad infinitum at that point. Yeah, so a lot of individual stars, like we said, in both sides. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's kind of where we're at at the moment. Yeah, that's, that's, our, that's our first eleven, but we've still got got five substitutes. We and have. I, I've got to go goalkeeping wise, Seaman. All right, okay. We were gonna. I mean, he was my uh, along with Jennings was my first choice. F- yeah. To actually be uh, selected uh, on the opening team sheet, uh, I've got Lorries, but he's not. You know, as far as you know, if we're going to go from the history from 1975 up till now, Tottenham haven't been over populated, shall we say, by great goalkeepers. Um, mm. Hugo Lloris, fantastic. Not, probably not there yet. Probably not there yet. Ray, so Ray let's Clem- go for you know, Ray, Ray Clements, when he came to Spurs, he wasn't quite at the same level as he was at Liverpool, but he was still a fabulous goalkeeper. Yeah, um, yeah so he'd probably, he would go ahead of Lloris for me. Just, yeah. just on, you know, time served, if you like. Yeah. Um, so, but we're going to go with David Seaman, because yeah. he, was, he was our second choice behind Jennings in the first place. And mm. uh, then we've got... Um, Lee Dixon, who we left out because of Steve uh, Yeah, I, I, I mean, who who do you have? I mean, look, we're going to have what? An, uh, what are we going to have on the bench? One one defender, one midfielder, and two other right. strikers. So if we're going to have one defender, you want one who will can play anywhere. Um, well, Ledley King was well. Ledley uh, King Martin Keown. Is, Martin Keown, Ledley King. Um, Nigel Winterburn, but he's been up. No, he's, he's, uh, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't have Puffer on there. <laughs> okay. um, I, I, I've got to say, just for sheer ability, I'd, I've got to say Ledley King, actually. All right, and Martin Keown, you know, as a standby in case Ledley King injures oh, Well, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is likely to happen. All right, then with the midfield, you know, that we've got, we've, we've got Gaza. We've got Gaza, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Now, this means that we need... And we'll possibly Ginola. Well, yeah. So, how many didn't spend that long at one, d- two, didn't three. Didn't spend long at Spurs, Ginola, really, in terms of. <laughs> no, no, I don't think I, I, I wouldn't put Ginola there. I mean, I think you look. You're looking at Gascoigne all day long, and you're looking at Sheringham. Sheringham, and then I think striker-wise, it's got to be Henri. Henri, 
All right, there yeah. we have it. Okay, I think it's got to be that, Emery. That's boys and girls is so far. So our what, combined what, what, was our, what was our, our sixteen players again? It was uh, Jennings. Right, we've got Jennings. We've got uh, up front. Uh, sorry, up front. On the, on the <laughs> uh, not up front. We've got to, to uh, start. We could start, play Steve start, Perryman up front. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our starting eleven is uh, was um, Jennings Perryman. Uh, then we've got um, Cole. Cole, Ashley Cole, of course. Yeah. Uh, we've got Hoddle. Uh, Ke- uh, Mabbott. Yep, Adams. Mabbott. Yep. Hoddle and Vieira in the middle. Hoddle and Vieira in the middle. Bale and Brady on the flanks. And then up front. Bergkamp and Lineker. And Lineker. On the bench, we've got Seaman, King. You don't we want Seaman on the bench. Oh, no, no, no. You don't want... No, 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 no. Moving <laughs> on, as we none like to say. None of that mucky stuff. No. Um, uh, Seaman, yeah. King, Gascoigne. Yes. Uh, Sheringham and Henri. And Henri? What I mean, that's a combined eleven. That's, that, I mean, that's a hell of a side. Yeah, I mean the man, they'd be putting six past this current Manchester City. I reckon. Uh, yeah, I reckon so, and, and yeah. possibly Burton Albion as well. And Burton Albion, yeah, um, yeah, poor old Burton. But yeah, uh, of sorry course, to drag I mean, you into you this. know, if you're listening in and you've got any variations on that, or you've got your, you've even got your own combined sixteen. Yeah, send them in to us. Tweet it. Tweet us. Tweet us send on Facebook. Uh, We're going to have a Facebook. Send send a message in by bow and arrow, whatever. Yes. Carry a pigeon. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, can go to our Facebook page. Uh, Carl and Kenner's hitting the bar. Um, we're on Twitter, of course. Yeah, we're all over the place. Um, let us. I mean, yeah, like Steve says, we, we could be wrong. We could be wrong. And invariably, and we, we are. And invariably, we are. And we know you're going to tell us. So please do. Uh, Carl and Kenner's hitting the bar. A brand new podcast with an Arsenal fan and a Tottenham fan sitting around. Gossiping about the beautiful game uh, in a very civilised manner and brought to you by our friends at Alba in El Zocco Centre, Calahonda. Uh, thank you for letting us use your facilities and your equipment and all that. You're listening to Carl and Kenner's Hitting the Bar for your weekly football news, for all of your football views, and yes, that football banter. One, a Tottenham supporter, the other, an Arsenal supporter. All here on Carl and Kenner's Hitting the Bar. Uh, yes, thank you to Stuart Hill. Um, exclusive wines for their support. Uh, you can get all the details about that wonderful wine company and the forums that they do, gathering uh, like-minded people, people interested in wines, exclusive cheeses, great cigars and lovely whiskies, uh, and people who love that with a bit of culture, theatre, opera, dance, live music. Uh, Stuart Hill organises lots of uh, forums where it combines um, brilliant wines with fantastic entertainment. A very, very unusual concept, and it's very, very good for distributors um, to get a feel of what um, 
Stuart Hill offers. And big thanks, of course, to Taxi Point and 93.6 Global Radio, uh, who we are friends with and who we are, uh, Steve Kenton and myself, Chris Carl. We're pundits on a regular Saturday uh, sports show on that radio station. Um, Steve, retro show today. Retro indeed. So, shall we look at the founding father of football? The founding father of football. The founding father of professional football. Yes, I think we should do. We should start at the very beginning and work our way up right to this very moment. Okay, so (laughs) let's look at the much beleaguered Notts County Football Club. Notts County, yeah, of course. Most people know that they are one of the or not the oldest club. They they are indeed. People don't know that much about them, so fill me in, Steve. Right, um, fill you in. I'll get the (laughs) shovel. Hold on. (laughs) Right. Now, Notts County were the original Magpies, not Newcastle United, but there must be a link there. Similar shirts, same nickname. Yep. Anyway, they are nicknamed the Magpies. They were founded in 1862, so a couple of years before both mine and Chris's time. Yeah. They are indeed the oldest professional football club in the world. And as part of their history, they have won the FA Cup. They have a football league league record of 29 combined promotions and relegations. They've had a few financial crises as well. And um, they play at Meadow Lane. And, uh, yeah, they actually lent their colours to Juventus in 1903. Is it as far back as that? Because a lot of people know about that. Well, Hmm. they're aware of the story that, I mean, Juventus, this massive powerhouse now in European football... Hmm. Um, you know, they've got Ronaldo. They've got, of course, Ramsey, Ramsey. joining them in the summer. Yep. Um, big, big, big club. Mm. Um, but it wasn't always, you know, under what is that, twelve years ago or whatever, mm. wasn't quite the same. They couldn't. They they hadn't got the shirts. They couldn't afford them. No. Nope. Uh, what? It, yeah. And so that's why they play in the same colours as Notts County. In, indeed, that's correct. I mean, it was quite common back then. Uh, you know, for instance, Nottingham Forest lent their shirts to Arsenal. Um, so again, you know, there's was a this when you there. were playing in Plumstead and then invaded North London? Is that? Yeah. They're from Kent, everybody, Arsenal. They're from Plumstead in Kent. Don't let them tell you otherwise. Just get back to the marshes, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, no Notts County, I mean, they're an interesting side. They're, they're, they're one of the 12 founding members of the Football League, and they've played a record. Obviously, it would be a record, considering they're one of the 12 founder members. They've played 4,940 league, league matches in their history. That's incredible. Yeah. And they've, they've had some great players. They've had Tommy Lawton playing for them. They had Don Masson, who appeared in the 1978 World Cup for Scotland. Um, so, you know... Well, that's a feat in itself. A Scotsman appearing in the, in the World Cup. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah exactly. That exactly. And, you know, so they've been in, a, they've been in FA Cup finals um, in March... Uh, in March 1981, they reached the FA Cup final for the first time. They were beaten 3-1 by Blackburn Rovers at the Oval. Yep, back in the days that uh, predate Wembley. Uh, ironically enough, they'd actually beaten Blackburn Rovers 7-1 in the league the previous week. Wow. So, you know, they're, they're, they've, they've got a, got a pretty, pretty rich history. Um, managers such as Jimmy Cyril, and now, you know, and there's, there's been Neil Warnock... Of course, um, yeah, Neil. You know, yeah, Neil, Neil Warnock, who's managed just about every club outside of the Premiership. Yeah, and he's managed uh, to and, keep and, them outside uh, of the yeah, Premiership. And, and, and had the odd couple, you know, inside as well. Um, they've played at several different grounds, actually. Um, 
They've played at Park Hollow. They've played at Meadows Cricket Ground, Trent Bridge Cricket Cricket Ground, Beeston Cricket Ground, and Castle Cricket Ground. Wow! So but you think they get themselves a football ground eventually? A lot yeah, of cricket ground. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, That's probably where they've been going wrong. You know, they're, they're the only they've, they've got rivalries, obviously, with Nottingham Forest, Mansfield Town. Of course, they're all local, aren't they? Of course, yeah, yeah. Very, very local sides. You know, Derby, Leicester. For, uh, uh, Frank Lampard's Derby. Just I do beg you your though. pardon. Yes, yes, yeah. There is a trademark um, pending. There, there you is. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Leicester, Lincoln, Chesterfield as well. Yeah. So, so uh, wonderful history. A very rich history there for Notts County. Mm. Um, because we're doing a bit of a retro uh, thing uh, today, I think we ought to have a little chat about some of the games that you and I have been to mm. as as kids, as children, and uh, some of the strange events we've seen. Uh, mm. But we'll uh, we'll have a little chat about that uh, because. Some very, very unusual incidents, we, I mean, you know, in the, in the bad old <coughs> days of football. So, Steve, um, I started going to football at a very young age, a bit of a tear away. Um, my mum didn't know where I was on a Saturday, because I lived, uh, at that point, we lived nearer to Brighton than we did to London. Uh, I'd started taking myself off to see Brighton Hove Albion, the Seagulls. <laughs> and I saw a lot of scrapes. I mean, it was the, it was the bad old days of football in many ways. All standing. Uh, at the age of 14, I could get a, a, a beer in a plastic cup from the, the shed. I mean, it was it literally a uh, you know, wooden shed you inside sure the beer? ground. Huh? You sure that was beer? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there are a lot of people going in and out, pulling up their flies. No, but seriously, seriously, you could get beer there. Lovely, you know, local ale, all that. Um, a lot of football hooliganism, obviously. A lot of, mm. a lot of violence and all that. But a couple of funny things I did see. Uh, one supporting going to see Brighton with with a, on my own really as a young lad. Um, Slade. Now they'd been very big in the seventies. I you know the, the, the Christmas song mm. of course. We all love a bit of Slade. But Who everybody knows Slade. Noddy older. What a star. Um, but they were trying to make a bit of a comeback, I believe. Uh, comeback and uh, they were video making a video in front of the North Stand, which is where all the you know we all stood, where all the, all the singing and shouting and chanting came from. And they set up a little stage there, and Slade went on, and the announcement came over the PA, you know, that the song's called Give Us a Goal, and you've all got a chance along, and you can all be in this video. Well, football fans being the wags they are, and the funny guys that they are, they weren't going to let that go to plan. And so <laughs> throughout the filming, or attempted filming before kickoff of the new Slade video, Give Us a Goal, uh, we all just started chanting, who the beep beep are you? Uh, we all know the chant, not worth repeating exactly. Um, and it, they just ended up packing up. I don't, I don't know how the eventual video turned out, but it wasn't with Brighton fans ch- singing along to a happy-go-lucky Slade song. That's my first football story, I suppose, uh, that's got a nice, funny ring to it, uh, even though it was a bit cheeky. What about you, Steve? Uh, funny experiences at football games? Uh, yeah, yeah, had a, had a few of them. Um Okay, one of the funnier ones involved Sky Television. Um, okay, so in 1992, uh, if I remember correctly, it was October 92, but I'll be forgiven if I've got that, that particular month wrong because it, um, it was a couple of years back. Sky launched its Monday night football format, mm. and it was at Highbury at the time. Uh, they invited... At the library? Uh, yeah. Highbury, sorry, yeah, same thing, different do you, do you want me to bring up your cheese room again? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, sorry, there, I snorted into the microphone. <laughs> um, so, Sky were, were launching Monday Night Football. They invited The Shaman to perform at half-time. Mr. C is mm. a big Chelsea fan, as yeah. we discussed earlier Brilliant. on, off-air. Um, 
<clears throat> didn't quite go according to plan. Um, because of the abuse that the shaman took, um, and if I remember correctly, we were playing Manchester City at the time, um, <laughs> they got rather badly abused. And as a result, um, Sky six months later dropped the idea of having a half-time entertainment. Yeah, I bet they did, yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to find what the result... I'm sure Arsenal won 4-0, but... Um, yeah, yeah, that's very important. Yeah, well, well it is important. <laughs> it's, it's probably the last time we've probably the last time four nil, to be fair, but... Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, the show went great as well. Great, bud. Oh, yeah, 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 they didn't Not go, the best choice. They yeah. did not go down well. At all. Dear, oh dear. Um, one of the other incidents, I remember, I have a couple of incidents, and I think they both involved Coventry, if I remember rightly. Now, when I was a kid, we we had this very eccentric left-back by the name of Sammy Nelson, who I believe is now an insurance salesman. He's a really, really good left-back. Multiple international caps. Anyway, he put the ball in his own net. Nothing unusual there. Um, he then put the ball in the uh, in in the right goal uh, ooh, a little while later, and then subsequently he dropped his shorts and <laughs> showed his bum. Uh, the 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 final one that I remember was um, we had a parachutist coming into land at Highbury and. Unfortunately, he didn't quite... Well, the parachute payment because you were going down or something. Uh, well, no, 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 no. This, this was a full-blown parachutist. Unfortunately, he slammed straight into the stand. Oh, ouch. So, I, uh, we don't know. I never did find out what happened, it, what happened to him. But uh, it wasn't good. wasn't good. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a, they, they did try to introduce, or they did introduce uh, Crystal Palace, didn't they? The, the cheerleaders at half-time trying to make it more of a... Americanized in many ways sport and it has become more about money and more about in in a good way it's become more of a family day out mm. I suppose um, you know it's not like those bad old days when I used to as a teenager go and see Brighton and then then Tottenham with my mates when we moved nearer there you know that was it was you were taking your life into your hands uh, when you were going to a football match in those days now you've got to make sure your wallet's in your hand that's well, probably the difference. Yeah, indeed, indeed. I mean, you know, you can't can't go to a game now without spending at least a ton. I know it's incredible. It really is. Mm. Another memory I have is going to see Tottenham against Liverpool. As uh, Liverpool needed to win mm. at home to Tottenham in order to either win the title, so it's going back a while, or to maintain their chance of winning the title. Uh, I got off at uh, the station in Liverpool with a mate of mine, Andy. I remember him well. Bit of a bit of a hooligan, bit of a boy, and uh, he was drunk. Went into the station bar and put Chaz and Dave and Madness on the jukebox, which drew attention to us immediately. And then a young guy came up to me in his Scouse Liverpool accent asked me, excuse me, what time is it? Uh, that was a terrible impersonation of it. But you get the picture. He asked yeah, me what time yeah. it was. Uh, very disrespectful. I do apologise. But he asked me uh, what time it was. And when I told him in my southern accent, it's disappeared a bit now over the years since I became an actor. But I went, it's about half eleven, mate. And he shouted to his friends, I've got one. At which point we were all viciously attacked. I mean, quite a clever way of finding out where somebody's from is to ask them to speak by asking the time. So that was mm. We did get taken off by the police and they put us in the cage and drove us to the ground mm. and what? then unleashed us there. Thankfully, Tottenham lost and we all got away alive. Just out of curiosity, what was the time? It was half past <laughs> 11, yeah. But don't, don't, <laughs> I don't wish I'd I mean, I, you know, stopped carrying a watch since then. Mm. Um, but yeah, those are a couple of my memories. Uh, but while we're talking about retro, you know that that's uh, we are going to have a feature on the show. Um, possibly not this one, but in in the next one, um, we've had all time Arsenal Tottenham combined eleven. Mm. 
we're going to have a, a combined England eleven, like the best of the best throughout the years. Mm. Probably though, this this one that we've got currently, and the golden age of whatever they called it, of when Beckham and Lampard and, and uh, Terry were were part of the England setup. A lot, I think, a lot of the players will come from those two, those, that era, and mm. probably the nineteen sixty six squad. No, we can't can't have the sixty six squad because it'd be from seventy five. That's we before we were alive. Seen yeah. Play. Yes. Um, so there we but are. Also, bear, bear in mind. You know, people will argue, well, you know, teams from the 70s didn't qualify for successive World Cups. Well, it was a lot harder to qualify for a World Cup back then. You know, you could top team from a group of four and there were less clubs, oh, sorry, less international sides um, entering into those World Cups. So um, I, th- I think there's going to be a, be a right old rare. Yeah, I think that's something for the uh, next segment the next episode hmm. of uh, this first series of Carl and Kenner's hitting the bar um brought to you brought hmm. it'll be the third episode won't it it'll be the third episode it yeah will. this is number two you, this is number you, two you, you've got dyscalculia haven't yeah, no, you no, no, <laughs> I, I tell you what I wasn't very good at maths at school in fact I can't even I can't even begin to count how many times I failed <laughs> oh. so uh, this is Carl and Kenner's hitting the bar brought to you by our friends at our bar by Taxi Point, wonderful Taxi Point, and um, by Stuart Hill Exclusive Wines. Now, what they do is they have forums where distributors can go along and uh, join the forum in order to get uh, very, very good offers and exclusive wines, whiskies, cheeses, and uh, cigars. And uh, they combine all that um, with live entertainment, theatre, live shows, live music, all that kind of thing. More information available on their beautiful website, all com. You're listening to Carl and Kenner's Hitting the Bar for your weekly football news, for all of your football views, and yes, that football banter. One a Tottenham supporter, the other an Arsenal supporter. All here on Carl and Kenner's Hitting the Bar. All right, now then, Steve, uh, let's move on and talk about discipline and VAR mm. and the rules. The rules of the game. Discipline. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's first of all <coughs> give a nod to Mike Dean. Mike, Mike Dean, Dean yes. <laughs> is on 99 red cards. And um, so we are waiting with with anticipation yep. Mike Dean's 100th red card. And, and we, we were dis- 
debating off air earlier on whether Mike Dean will in fact have a ruby encrusted red card <laughs> and hold it to the four corners of any given stadium that is uh, going to be ref- uh, in any game that he's refereeing. Well, I tell you what, like you know, the, the amount of red cards is, as you say, ninety-nine. The, the, the frequency of them. It's bound, I think, by the time we even upload this, the, the, the 100th card will have come. So it's going to happen by the time... Some, and, and somebody will be listening to this in the future. So let's yeah. congratulate Mike Dean right now for his 100th red card. Way Congratulations to, go, to Mike Dean. However, however, he could, in theory at least, bust that record by a good 35. Um, because... Wow. <clears throat> how many red cards do you think is the record... In one game. Well, I was going to say to you, mm-hmm. because you mentioned this before we, we were recording that there is a, a record. I would have said, because there's got to, there's some sort of rule, isn't there? Some sort of rule that you, once a team has, or there have been five red cards, play has to be stopped. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say five. <coughs> You're only 31 out. 30, what? How many, how, many t- how many games was he refereeing at the same time? Did, this was one game. 36 red cards. It occurred in 2011. Argentina. There's a surprise. Well, there you go. (laughs) Teams involved. Claypole versus Arenas. Apparently, fan run onto the pitch, punched one of the players, (laughs) which sparked a mass brawl and resulted in all players and substitutes and some of the technical staff all being red carded. That is incredible. I mean, you say that's. I mean, this is this is probably the distant difference from when that happened and where it happened to what happened at Everton a couple of weeks ago. Um, the dins- when the cat came oh, the on, cat the, on pitch, the pitch, it started a mass ah, oh, started <laughs> a mass brawl, didn't it? Um, and there was a pause in the game, four pause. Actually. Yeah. Do, see, is this the point that we come out with all the Lee Catamole jokes now? Yes, you know? brilliant, very good, uh, perfect. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he wasn't the perpetrator, though, was he? <sighs> We'll move on. We'll move on. But that was um, that was an incredible. I mean, that's, that's way beyond anything I'd have imagined for red cards given. Yeah, no, thirty six is slightly excessive. Outrageous. I mean, I, I I wonder what sort of ban ban um, the players and the technical staff. Received. It must have taken them ages to write out his report. <laughs> yeah, and they only have those little books to write the names of who they've carded, don't they? I mean, he must I'll have, tell you must what, have just grabbed the team sheet off somebody. I have a suspicion the only pl- the only individuals that didn't get a red card were the other were the uh, two. Assistant referees, or three <laughs> technically. Well, they're probably keeping their heads down. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, which, with the amount of offsides we see, they generally are keeping their heads down. Well, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, you're not wrong. I mean, this this brings us into um, VAR, doesn't it? Um, Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Do you know what the inconsistency is? That in theory, it's a great idea. You know, uh, look. Let, let's start with goal line technology first. Goal line technology, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. As long as it's done pretty much instantaneously, which, to be fair, goal line technology is the only issue you have with it is you can't really use it across um, um, across all the leagues, including the national league, because the money required is it's just too expensive. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it's got it's got to be consistent. And it's got to be across the board because it's not fair to have some games and not other games. Yeah. Um, You know, it's it's something we'd like uh, you guys to let us know what you think about it uh, in your comment sections here on the, you know, if you're finding this on YouTube or somewhere else. uh, Do mention it in the comment section or, you know, send us a a message on Facebook or one of the other social media that we're on. You can always find us, Carl and Mm. Kenners, hitting the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, looking at VAR, I mean, 
the concept is great. You know, it, it, it works in rugby. It does work in rugby. But I think it, for me, it takes away some of the integrity and the... Uh, it, 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 the rawness of the game. The rawness of the game, you know, um, and also, does it undermine the referee? Does it undermine the referee? You know, um, the referee is an impartial or supposedly impartial entity who is controlling and assisting in the game. You know, to have VAR, which okay, I know is another is another set of eyes looking at a screen. To me, it undermines the referee to some degree. You know, the referee will only give what he sees. Yes, the referees make mistakes, but so do the players on the pitch. And that's the beauty of football. It's not just necessarily the goals scored, great saves, brilliant tackles. It's the mistakes. It's all part of the game. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, this is the argument that, that I said before. You know, you've either got to have that or goal on like goal line technology for everybody uh, or for nobody. Um, and uh, a few weeks back, you know, it was used in a Tottenham match to Tottenham's advantage at one point, and also to their disadvantage, two mistakes. Um, and Pochettino said that he, you know, he liked the idea of it. He's very much for technology, but it hasn't been worked out correctly yet. And until they do, it can't be across the board. You can experiment with it, um, but it's it's still affecting, it's affecting, you know, people's jobs because if a manager goes down because of a wrong decision mm. and his team goes down and gets a sack. You know, it's affecting people's livelihoods. Um, my problem with it is that although it's technology and it's virtual mm. assistant referee, it's not because it's still a human being whose, ju- whose opinions are still going to be, you know, first impressions count. And he's going to see the incident live and then look at it as we do, as Lineker and everybody else does on mm. Match of the Day, and look at it. And you, they, you'll see so many times if you watch Match of the Day or any of the other programmes or listen to our Saturday show, on global radio, um, we will watch an incident, we'll see the replays, and we can't still di- uh, agree amongst ourselves. Yeah. You know, so unless, you know, like with the offside, that's clear, because you've got the line, you, you know, you can see he was offside. But with a handball, was it deliberate? Did it bounce off him? Was it hand to ball? Uh, with a foul, did he get the ball, didn't he? Hmm. What was his intent? All these things are um, judgments, human judgments, um, that... that technology doesn't solve he's just getting a chance to watch it over and over again great but it delays the game by 10 minutes and and still you're getting a decision which 50% of the crowd watching when they watch it again are going to disagree with so how how accurate is it well the the accuracy obviously is questionable in certain cases because as you rightly said you know it's not an exact science and this is this is the thing how many different sets of eyes do we have looking at a particular game making a decision you know ultimately this is what the referee is there for um you know we've got assistant referees you know we've got fourth officials as well how how many more do we need for me this is just a, a way of capitulating to those that finance the game because obviously there's a massive amount of money involved and there is you know and it's completely understandable why you know why they would want VAR in, but where where does the line get drawn between technology, money, and the sport itself? Well, this is it. I mean, is you know I mentioned American football, which for me you know can be very very tedious at the best of times. Mm. You know, it's it's like um I don't know, like people having a making a business presentation. We, we, we had the Super Bowl last week, yeah. didn't we? Goes on for hours. Yeah, I mean it's. 
I lost the will to live after a while, and that's not knocking American football. Which <laughs> I can. You can, if you want. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's so truncated. And is that something, that's something to do with the money, the television rights, mm. and the pausing and stopping for timeouts and looking at things? And, you know, is football, go- soccer, if you like, going to come to that? Mm. If uh, we have VAR, is it going to lock? I mean, don't forget, if you're if you're an Arsenal fan, mm. for example, as you are, and you've got to go up to Newcastle on a Tuesday night for a game, and your last train is at midnight back, you know, back to Plumstead in Kent. <laughs> where, but if you're, you know, you've got to get back to you've got to get back to London, right? And if they've got VAR, which adds another thirty minutes to the game, you've missed your late bus. Also. Again, you've taken some of the soul out of the game. Mm. Now, I'm playing devil's advocate a bit because I, I'm a great believer in technology. But there is something about the uncertainty and about the unfairness. It's lovely. It's a great human emotion to go home from a game having mm. lost 3-0 and said, we was robbed. Yeah. The referee was a beep, beep, beep. It's not fair. It was offside. It, that's part of the game. That's part of the oh, enjoyment, yeah, exactly. part of the theatre of it. Exactly. From chaos comes order. Yes. You know, and, and football is a chaotic game. It always has been. You know, it's one of the few sports, you know, that, that you or I, even at our advancing years, hey, hey. you know, we can chuck a couple of, couple, couple of jumpers down and get a few mates and start kicking a tin can around and, and just enjoy the game. Just, well, just for what, the game's sake. That's going to be the next step. And I, again, I'm a big fan of technology. I love being able to video stuff that I see on the street. The fact that we can do this podcast and mm. we'll be able to video it at some point. All that's great. You know, you don't have to take a photograph of your breakfast and then go and get it printed. You know, go down yeah. the printers at Kodak and get it printed and then send it to your mates. You can do it. All <laughs> that you can do immediately. It's brilliant. But is it going to come to the point where kids are putting goalposts down on acne, acne marshes, uh, putting jumpers down for goalposts, and then videoing the game on mobiles, and then when they think it's been a foul, playing it back to each other and going, look, see, definitely VAR. They can do it. You can video the game on your iPhone. <laughs> that would be, that would be pretty funny, out. actually. I've got to be honest. That would be entertaining. We we'll just come up with something. I think we might yeah. come up with an interesting. Yeah, well, we, should, we, should have a tri- we should have a try that outside the bar later on. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. So, I mean, your, your opinion and my opinion similar, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I yeah, I, I'm not fully against it, but just I do unsure. think it undermines the referee. I'm the same. I, you know, I'm not fully against it. I'm just unsure of it. You know, mm. I'm the same about marriage, to be honest. <laughs> You know, just prove it to me. No, seriously, though, I think it needs a lot more experimentation, needs a lot more work. Yeah, I, I, and I think this this whole, you know, using some games as an experiment and not using others, you either use it or you don't use it. You can't, you, you shouldn't be picking and choosing certain games because it does affect whatever tournament you're playing in. Yeah. So, VAR, don't mention the VAR. Mm. Um, you know, the jury is still out, uh, but we'd like to hear your opinions. As usual, give us your comments uh, in yeah. the comments section, uh, if it, whether it's on YouTube or you see this on Facebook, wherever you see it. Mm. You can comment, you can send us your, uh, your ideas. Uh, perhaps you've got a completely third idea of, about VAR, not for it or against it. You've got a, maybe a different way of using it. Uh, that, that cuts out that human error or human element, um, or you know maybe it's trial by jury and you have twelve people looking at the video screen, <laughs> and if it's a majority of seven, then it was a foul. Our <laughs> peer point standing by a gallows, <laughs> ready to put the referee in a noose. Not a bad idea. Uh, basically, not a bad idea. I mean that in the most. No, 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 uh, no, yeah, no, just no. Well, of, of course, yes. you wouldn't mean that. Um, Literally, this is Carl and Kenners. Uh, Hitting the Bar, a podcast of uh, unusual proportions between an Arsenal fan, Steve Kenners, uh, Steve Kenton there, and myself, Chris Carl, a Tottenham fan, sitting down in a civilised fashion and talking about 
the beautiful game. And we are supported by Stuart Hill Exclusive Wines, um, who uh, are brilliant at uh, organising wine forums for people to go along and taste the wines and become distributors. Uh, how to become a distributor? Have a look at their website. Uh, it's on the, up there, stuarthilluk.com. Uh, Stuart Hill, uh, the wine distributors there who are supporting us so so brilliantly thank you also to taxi point uh, and our bar where we're situated doing this recording you're listening to carl and kenner's hitting the bar for your weekly football news for all of your football views and yes that football banter one a tottenham supporter the other an arsenal supporter all here on carl and kenner's hitting the bar So, Steve, um, mm. interesting show, VAR, bit of retro. Yeah. We've gone from Notts County, the first ever club formed, right up to what's happening now with VAR. Indeed. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground. There's still still got a lot to go because we're going to yeah. ask our, our listeners. I nearly said fans then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a fan on Saturday, didn't I? Yeah, you, you did. Yeah. I, I'm going to tell uh, you a little hello bit. Hello, Deb. I'm not a Leo. You're not a Leo. Uh, yes, we did in one of our shows. Somebody actually wrote in to ask, what are you? What sign are you? <laughs> Pyrex. Pyrex. is Pyrex. He doesn't want to tell us what he is. Um, <laughs> and as I said, you know, the other day, I'm... I, was bought, oh, I came from a test tube. <laughs> so there we are. Um, we've got a long way to go. You know, this, uh, the England team. Let's just have a quick talk about that for the next mm. couple of minutes. This all-time 11 England team. <sighs> First name on the team sheet without, without blinking. Oh, good Lord. David Seaman in goal. Wow. It was not Gordon Banks after what we no, said. No, 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 we about can't. We week. can't. It's got to be from 75 onwards. Oh, yeah, and he yeah. retired from England duty in 72. Otherwise, it would oh, yeah. be the yeah, late, so the great Gordon Banks. It's got to be somebody we could have seen, as we said. Yeah, there are, there yeah. We've got to have seen him because, you know, yeah. reputations are great. And, and, you know, TV and what have you is brilliant. But we've, we've got to have been alive to have seen him, really. All and, right. You know, there, there was a multitude of keepers that I could have chosen. I mean, there's, you know, Seaman, Clements, Shilton, Corey. Oregon, Parks. Yep, Clements. Oh, you know, I mean, the, the, you know, the, the, yep. the, the, the trouble every time we say David Soon, because I've, I watched the clip recently, unfortunately, and I sent it to you on Facebook, you might remember. You did indeed. Naeem from the halfway line, and that joke that um, the comedians do, yeah. and they're doing that imitation of... David Seaman. I every time you say David Seaman, yep. I can't. I can't stop seeing that com- that comic clip in my head. Nine from the halfway line, but, but he was a great, great uh, goalkeeper. Yeah, but I mean, yep, you've got okay. Nine from the halfway line, or, or Ronaldinho for that matter. But and then we have Peter Shilton being beaten in the air. Six foot one, Peter yes. Shilton, size of a small truck. 
against five foot four Diego Maradona with his arm outstretched. And he couldn't jump over that really and stop it. Yeah. No. Well, I, I'm not Shocking. being funny, but I, and and you know, without wishing to sound disrespectful. Worst case scenario, you could have seen a, a Harold Schumacher, Patrick Battiston moment there. How Shilton got beaten in the air by yep. Maradona is a mystery to me. It really is. I know, ridiculous. And people do look at that. You know, they say he really should. I mean, you know, you're the goalkeeper. Had, had that have been Harold Schumacher, they'd still be picking pieces up of Maradona off the pitch. <laughs> yeah, really. I guarantee you that. Um, I, I I think sh- that 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 was that was just a shocking shocking mistake by Shilton and and I like Shilton as a keeper I I, I just think it was a it was a, a worse moment than Seaman being beaten by Ronaldinho at international level right. I really do yeah definitely got to agree with that all right so we've got Seaman in goal yeah. Um, Okay, Phil Neal. Just, just let's have another couple of players in there. Okay, yeah, let's, just let's, to give let's people a the taste defense. Let's start with the defence and then leave, leave, leave the midfield and the attack for next week. What about Phil Neal at right back? Yep, I think you've got to go with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, stunning. Yeah, it's penalty taker extraordinaire. Brilliant going forward. Brilliant defender. And actually, you know, when you say penalty taker extraordinaire, if we're talking about England squads. That's something that we've lacked since. I mean, if we're going from 1975 onwards, we've had some experiences there. Uh, up until recently, of course. Up until recently, yeah. Yeah, we've wow. broken, broken that duck. Broke the duck. Um, left back, Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole. We picked him for our combined uh, yeah, Arsenal yeah, Tottenham uh, all-time I mean, 11. He's got to be in England. Pierce loved him. Mick Mills, great. Mick Mills just makes it, doesn't he? Into the post-75, was he sort of late, uh, yes, late, he late, late yeah. 70s? Well, he, I think I'm right in saying he was actually a right-footed left-back. There you go. So that's quite unusual. Quite um, that's a skill to have, actually, in the team. But yeah. I think Cashley, Ashley Cole. Yeah, I, th- I think Ashley. I mean, you know, how many caps? 106, was it? Yeah, we did. there's a reason something for that. Like that. Even I mean, in a bad England team, there was a reason for that. Yeah. Uh, defenders. Okay. I don't want this to be Arsenal-centric, so I was going to say Tony Adams. No. Oh. But, but I'd rather steer away from it being Arsenal-centric. Um, I'd like to go with Dave Watson. Big Dave Watson, who played for Southampton and Goodness. Sunderland and Man City yeah. back in the 70s. Interesting, because he did have a few caps for England. He, right? so he got about, I think he got something in the region of about 62 or 63 caps. I was going to say 50-odd, but yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he, he was a really, really good set Yeah, I think he's one of those sort of names that you forget over time. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, he w- lack of sort of celebrity status or he, he because he didn't go on to do anything amazing. You know, so Just mm. one of those names that you don't hear that often. Yeah. But, I mean, you've, you've got to have somebody who's slightly more cultured next as, as a defender next to Big Dave. So, yes. I mean, who, who would you, who you suggest? I mean... It's a, it's a, it's a tough one, actually. I mean, I'm still... I'm looking at some of the current squad members, you know, for in the defence that we've got currently uh, in the England team. You know, I still... You know, we wouldn't pick him for our combined 11. But, again, do you think Danny Rose does a good job for England? Well, sent half. Mm. No. So he wouldn't make our team? No, I don't think so. All right, okay. All right, so we're, we're building a team here, you know. um, which we want our listeners, contributors to, uh, to build on. We've got you know, bear, bear, bear in mind, I mean, you know, we've got the likes of Russell Osman, Terry Butcher, um, you know, to name but two, it's John Terry. John Terry, by Rio the way. Rio Ferdinand. Rio Ferdinand. Actually, yes, Rio Ferdinand. Oh, there you go, then. For me. For me, Rio Ferdinand. Out of the choice you gave there, Rio Ferdinand, he gave his all for England, yeah. sometimes in a pretty shocking squad. Yeah. Um, you know, and he, 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 he was with the England team a long time. So there you go, that's our defence. Yeah. So that's our defence. 
that's our goalkeeper. That's our so goalkeeper. Do you agree? in goal. Phil Neal at right back. Ashley Cole left back. Dave Watson, circa 1970-whatever, because there's been a couple of them, in the centre of defence, alongside Rio Ferdinand, because we've got to keep it balanced. That is brilliant. Um, that's all we've got time for, Steve. Um, okay. We'll be back with our uh, all-time England eleven. You can join in that little game with us. It's got to be somebody you've had the opportunity to see. Now, with the age that uh, Steve is, I'm much younger, of course. No, the age we are, we've limited it to from. He's laughing at me. I can tell you're lying. Your lips he's, are moving. He's, yeah, he's kicked my Zimmer frame over. Um, <laughs> get that, will you? Um, but seriously, it's got to be somebody you were able to see as a, even as a nipper, as a youngster. Um, so we've limited it from 1975 onwards. Uh, your all-time eleven England best team and then we'll look at substitutes that's coming on the next episode this is episode two mm. steve brilliant stuff loved it thank you very much chris and thank you steve kenton uh, arsenal fan i'm chris carl spurs fan this is uh, carl and kenner's hitting the bar and uh, once again thanks to our uh, friends and sponsors stuart hill wines you can k- check them out on stuarthilluk.com to our bar and to taxi point uh, from me chris carl thank you for listening see you next time You're listening to Carl and Kenner's Hitting the Bar for your weekly football news, for all of your football views, and yes, that football banter. One a Tottenham supporter, the other an Arsenal supporter, all here on Carl and Kenner's Hitting the Bar.